Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tony here. Just wanted to let you know that unfortunately, due to technical errors, this episode did get cut short. However, as you can see, it was going nowhere except for for fun. I mean, we, we debate, we talk, we have fun all the time, but it sounds like we are saying things that you probably haven't, you probably heard before. So it's nothing new, but we appreciate you for tuning in and we apologize for this inconvenience. But if you like what you heard here and you want to check out more, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube, Rumble, and pretty soon, thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Until then, look for us on Instagram. That's at thegreatgirthpodcast, same as YouTube. And thanks again, guys, for listening. Got this fucking thing going on to let you guys know that you are all being recorded, so... Infamous countdown, three, two, one, what the fuck is up everybody, welcome to the Great Girth Podcast, I am Tony, one half of your favorite fat duo, here with my other half, Austin buddy, as always, how's it going? Really, really good, restaurants about a week from opening, trucks about two weeks from opening, so. Hey, that, that's what we like to hear, and joining us as always, loyal friend, Podcast room. Hold on. Pull that back up. Which one was that? I want to see that real quick. Nice. That's fucking badass. I love Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Alex Alcazaz, the bear of Texas himself. Thanks again, buddy, for joining us. Well, thanks for the invite, guys. It's always an honor. Austin, buddy, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to make sure uh, we got introductions out of the way for us all because I try to keep it professional. I know we all know each other, but not everyone knows who the fuck we are. Unfortunately, but <laughs> anyway, um, dude. Okay, so we got to talk a little bit about um, this. Uh, did you guys hear about Trump said that he wants it to be a thing where presidents have to be tested or people have to be tested before they take that office? Like a cognitive test to make sure that like you're fucking there <laughs> and people are just like losing it, of course. Like it, here's the thing. If somebody on the left... Side had said that it probably would have been okay. We might have got that as an actual thing, but because Trump is a Republican and because it's Trump, that's why that's a big deal. Well, if you had I been, a, if you had been a, an anti American lefty, I wouldn't say it probably would have been okay. It definitely would have been. Yeah, okay. it would it have been a thing, dude. They wouldn't have allowed any bullshit. And again, I mean, guys like us, uh, you know, we love our country and we, and we lean on the other side. You know, they try to duct tape our mouths. Ain't going to work. I would just I would just like to say that Nikki Haley has been saying that we need mental competency tests for members of Congress and the presidency. And when she says it, everybody freaks out. It's ageist and it's anti everybody. She's only saying it because Trump because Trump is old, but Trump says it, and everybody starts falling over and praising it. So I'm just trying That's to figure true. out why 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 the right has such double um, double standard double standards for what they actually believe, and it's like somehow that this that anything Trump says this magically this great ultra right wing perfect beautiful thing. <laughs> But anybody who's even to the right of him and criticizes him or anybody says the same thing he's saying, it's magically they're disgusting rhinos that no one wants to vote for because people are brainwashed by this Trump nonsense because all they want to do is suck on Donald Trump's fucking pinky finger instead of offer him any kind of criticism. 
I forgot. I always forget Austin's like mad anti Trump. Well, not anti Trump. He's just anti idiot. Like, Trump is kind of an idiot. So I, I always mean, forget about that. I didn't know Nikki Haley said that. I mean, let's be honest. We're all idiots because there's at least one person in the world that thinks that we're idiots. And, I, and okay. I'm not anti Trump. If Trump is the nominee, I'm going to vote for him. But the reality is, I'm sick. Yes, I'm sick and tired of Donald Trump taking the moderate, middle-of-the-road, even some left-wing stances. He's not pro-life enough. He's pro, he's, he's, there's so many things that if any other Republican would say them, they'd be crucified for as a rhino who doesn't, uh, who is an anti-American. But magically, if Donald Trump says it, it's okay, and it's bagging. True. If you really look at it, I mean, it's his true. handling of uh, you know, when that Chinese biological weapon uh, was uh, was released about four years ago. I mean, that was you know that that was the botch where I'm kind of critical at. And yeah, I did just call it a Chinese bio- biological weapon because that's exactly what it is. That was released by Chinese communists, and of course, the left, you know, helped make sure that happened. And it was all you know part of a plan to make sure that you know our greatest president didn't get reelected. Right. Okay, well, I shouldn't say our greatest president, but make sure that a president that actually loves our country makes sure that he doesn't get reelected to destroy our economy again and uh, open the borders and, and kind of basically well, make our country well, just you know try to try to try to turn it to basically uh, the world in the world of um, the Running Man. The problem is Trump was the one work. that appointed Fauci and maintained Fauci. Trump yep. is the one that yeah. shut down business. Yeah. Trump is the Correct. Trump is the one when Ron DeSantis reopened the beaches in Florida. Trump is the one who yelled and screamed that he's killing people and that it's bad. COVID. I, yeah, that's why I should Trump, say yeah, our greatest president. I mean, I, I always say our greatest president of all time is JFK. Hold on, just one hundred times a second. Yeah. John F. John F. Kennedy was he was a okay president. He's not even top 10 greatest presidents of all time. That's Abraham Lincoln, George oh, okay. Washington, Dude, you're Harry high. Truman, John Adams. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Yeah, this Reagan was better. Clinton was better. What are you talking about? Uh well, you know, that's the beauty of it, guys. We have our disagreements, name, and guess what? We keep name, we settle it like men. Name, yeah. name something name something good that John F. Kennedy did. That oh, wasn't that that wasn't get to the moon. He fought communism. Did you say that wasn't get to the moon? That's not get to the moon. Oh, okay. That, that was definitely that was the only thing I was gonna throw out there. All I know about JFK is what my dad taught me. Because my dad grew up like mega Republican, and he used to always say like that's the last dude that cared about America, Democrat wise. Yeah, and I I think that Kennedy really loved America, and I think Kennedy was a really solid president. But for every really good thing JFK ever did, there are multiplicitous examples of bad things. He got us to the moon. Uh, he was the architect of the Great Society programs. LBJ passed them, LBJ oversaw them, but do not think for a minute that JFK didn't have a major hand in setting up great entitlement programs, great society programs. 
uh, JFK was strong against, excuse me, JFK was strong against communism. But the Bay of Pigs scenario should have never got to where it is. And the fact that he is praised for that complete debauchery in foreign policy is insane to me. Well, I'll never forget the missile missile crisis when JFK intimidated the Soviet Union. That's That's the biggest thing right there. But the problem is that should have never got to there because in the Bay of Pigs situation, he ignored the Russians becoming friends with Cuba. He purposely alienated Cuba. That should not have happened if he would have done the right things in the first place. Not to mention that JFK consistently ignored Chinese and Russian aggression in Southeast Asia, in Vietnam, in Laos, and which led to the Vietnam War, which is maybe the biggest military blunder in American history. Yeah, yeah, we pulled out of that thing after we had one too many kids. The fucking the Vietnam is, was just. The thing is, we didn't lose Vietnam militarily. We lost it politically. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they, they just fucking. Wise. Yeah, big time. That's one that like. That's a shitty topic too, because like, growing up as a kid, I dealt with like a uh, a lot of veterans that were Vietnam veterans, and dude. Just the stories they would tell you were fucking like horrifying. Yeah. Dude, beyond yeah. anything you'd see yeah. in a movie. No idea what the hell they went through. Legit, yeah. dude. And, they're and, like, and, and that's why. I mean, that's why people always say LBJ is one of the shittiest president we, presidents that we had because he escalated the war big time. And well, I mean, the big problem with LBJ is when you go into a war, you have to go in with full strength, full force to win. You can't pussyfoot around. And Lyndon B. Johnson had a program called Graduated Aggression. And so he slowly, super slowly ramped up the number of troops in, um, in Vietnam. Instead of punching the communists in the face, he kind of tickled their chin a little bit. And I don't rub my nutsack on their chin. He understood. Lelby J. learned from his mistake, put a surge into Vietnam. And we were winning that war. There was one bad day, and a bunch of hippie losers who smell like shit and have uh, and all, every single one of them had gonorrhea. <laughs> and of course, they were, from, they were they're, they're primarily from a city known as San Francisco, which is one of the biggest cesspools of filth in our country today. Obviously, I would, I would say probably one of the biggest cesspools of filth in the entire world. Pretty close, just Los Angeles looks worse. Actually, no, believe it or not, Los Angeles compared to San Francisco, Los Angeles is a safe haven, and that's saying something. I mean, Los Angeles is getting there, but San Francisco, to me, is a no-walk zone, because I'm sure I've said this story on the program. When my brother was in the Marine Corps, was there months ago, while he was up there, they were driving by an alleyway, and what do they see in that alleyway? A homeless person just laying there dead from an apparent heroin overdose, just laying there dead. I couldn't tell you how many I found dead downtown. Of course, months ago, the governor of California, Greasy Gavin Newsom, he cleans up the city of San Francisco. Did he do it for the citizens of the the city? Oh, no, he didn't. He did it because the Chinese communist dictator came to to town. So basically, I see it like this. Gavin Newsom cleaned his bedroom because daddy was coming home and daddy was going to inspect the bedroom. And I'm sure that in our lives, we've been in that situation, but... I, yeah, people say, well, Gavin cleaned the city. I'm like, yeah, because the Chinese dictator came to town. He didn't do it for the fucking people. 
And they had the and we talked about this, like how there were Chinese flags in the freaking streets of San Fran. Yeah, yeah. because it was all for his daddy. So I always say, uh, Xi Jinping, Gavin Newsom's daddy, and Nancy Pelosi's his damn grandma. They need to do term limits, dude. That bitch is yeah. old. But, like she can hardly. But yeah, obviously I kind of flashed a little bit on, on the great presence. Just, you know, you know, like that. But you know, we'll, 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 but I guess when Tony said the last Democratic president that actually loved our country was in fact JFK. That's and what I my think, dad used to I think Austin, I think I'm pretty sure you may have said that too. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's what but, my dad used to always say. Yeah. But I think you know, there's one thing because I know that uh, Tony and I we planned this, but I'm sure that Austin, you're aware about what recently happened in the state of Georgia. And I gotta tell you, dude, I've already spoke to Tony a little about this, and I'm fucking furious. Fucking furious. Did, did they? I really don't want to like, mention this on the podcast, but I guess we probably should. Did they say how she was murdered? Well, they they mentioned that her skull was disfigured, so that would tell me that so she, was, she, she was obviously beaten. To she death, was, I would imagine. No, no, no. She was shot in a crossfire. She got caught in the crossfire in a game game. Crossfire? Wait, no, I think, no, I think, Austin, you're thinking of somebody else. So we're talking about uh, Lincoln Riley, the, the University of Georgia student. She went out oh, jogging, yeah, 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 she went out yeah, yeah, jogging yeah, 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 and then, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And I like, thought you guys were talking about that two-year-old that got shot in Athens. That's sad. And the, and the mayor, and the, by an illegal immigrant, and then when asked about it, this dude... The mayor of Athens went on a tirade about how it's Trump's fault. No, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what, what this. Yeah, well, yeah, that was the the student, the nursing student at the University of Georgia. I think the two year old thing is a different story, but that student went out jogging, and she was attacked. And, and, and during that time, there was even said that she tried dialing nine one one, and that suspect physically prevented her from doing so. And, and they mentioned that her she was she was she was dragged like she was dragged like like, like away from you know like like because of, of course he's gonna conceal the murder, but it mentioned something that her skull was disfigured. So, but this is the part that really ticks me off because I did my research on this guy. He came into this country illegally in 2022 from Venezuela through El Paso, was arrested, but then let go, put on a bus to New York where he committed another crime, moved to Georgia. Was also was where he was arrested with his brother for an, uh, for shoplifting, alleged because obviously we got to say alleged, and had a warrant because he failed he failed to appear in court related to those charges. And there's something I showed Tony the fact that there was a professor at the University of Georgia that said Lake and Riley did not die at the hands of an illegal immigrant. She died at the hands of a dangerous man. No, a dangerous man that was a fucking illegal immigrant. Get the get the damn thing right. Stop the damn woke shit. Say it like it is, for God's sake. Well, and I looked sorry, into you it. Just, you see, you guys just saw me hit my hand. I mean, the, look, you see, that, that's the problem. They don't want to address the fact we got a serious illegal immigrant issue, and this thing happens every day. There are people murdered by dangerous illegal immigrants every single fucking day. Just a lot of them just don't make the damn news. Or maybe they do. They just won't, they won't report it. Well, yeah, people have been conditioned to think that it's okay to, like, here's an example. So the same person we're talking about, from what I was told, I didn't look on X to verify this, but supposedly the parents asked, you know, for, like, people to kind of leave them be, let them mourn and all that. But they were also like, dude, this is a, it's a tragedy because, like, this shouldn't be an issue. And, of course, they dropped the whole immigration thing. And 
to be fair, they had a point, but of course, everybody lambasted, like just fucking went after them. Like, you guys are racist, this and that. And I'm like, dude, their kid was just taken from them. But your politics are overshadowing your morals and beliefs. Yeah, this is like, this is what kind of a horrible state this country's in. Literally two days ago in Maryland, a two year old was killed in a crossfire in a gang shooting by an illegal immigrant who was had deporta- two different deportation orders. So there are so many people being harmed by this wide open border right. that you can't even keep the story straight. And the, and the current vice president has insisted, oh, and she laughs and says, it's secured. What a fucking insult. She is deliberately attempting to insult our fucking intelligence, okay? And she's making a damn fool of herself doing that. You see, the fact of the matter is, I immigrated to this country. Tony and Austin, I, you obviously, you come from immigrants. Uh, uh, Austin, I would imagine your family is originally from the United Kingdom, based on your last name? I am. I mean, it's like French, German. I don't yeah. know. Okay, because yeah, Rollis, yeah, Rollison yeah, does have a little French into it. But the bottom line is, see, I immigrated to this country from France. Tony, I mean, you obviously, I would imagine, uh, Hispanic was, uh, immigrant. I don't want to just say Mexican, but like that, but Mexican immigrants. See, like people always accuse us of being anti-immigrant. No, here's the deal: if you come in here legally, you have no crime records, no no ties to crime. You come in here to work hard and become an American citizen. We welcome that. That's what built this damn country. Right. I learned from my grandparents very early on because they were, they had, you know, they had come here, well, they were born here. Technically, they were born here legally. So, I mean, their immigration, their immigration, that did come along the line somewhere down in like the, I want to say it was like the 1800s or early 1900s is when like my great, great, great fucking ancestors came here. There's but like I learned Ellis, from my. Ellis Island, that history as well in New York. I learned from my grandma. She was like, you know, the problem we have with those individuals, she didn't say it like that. I'm just giving you the PG version because let me just say this. People love to blame white people for racist stuff or whatever, or always point fingers. In my experience, man, there ain't no one more racist than a Mexican-American towards an immigrant. So <laughs> because my, my grandmother would say fucked up shit. But basically she was like, the problem I have with those individuals is they didn't put in the work and they expect a handout. And they make people like us look bad. So my grandmother was like fucking against them, you know, and like it kind of sucked because as a kid, I was like, well, they're people too. You know, like I went through that fucking phase. And then as I got older, I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, dude, this is ridiculous. Like it's hard too because it does piss me off that people do that. Unfortunately, in my real life, I do have people I care deeply that are illegal. And I'm open with them about it. Like, dude, it does kind of irritate me that you're not willing to take that. I won't judge you for it. I'll be irritated as shit in my own mind, but that's not going to stop me from loving you as a person. But it does frustrate me because I'm like, dude. But again, this is the thing. A lot of those people don't see it the way we do. Like, I love my country. They don't. They don't. To them, this is a place to get the money and send it back or whatever reason it is for them. A lot of the time it's to get away from the place they came from. And like I, you know, like I said, my grandparents, I wouldn't quite call them Republican. They, they pretty much were, they leaned right, but they had told me from, you know, an early age that they left the hell that they came from for the American dream. And to them, it wasn't a joke. It's not something to use to your advantage. 
I mean, technically it is. If you want to make it technical, it is something for you to use. But there are ways about that. And my grandma and grandfather, they were proud people. They were proud Americans, even though they had all types of ancestry, dude. Like, I don't even know. I know that the, the similar case in me is, you know, when when my dad left Syria and moved to France, I would I would say probably around 21, 22 years old. I mean, he was by himself. He got, you know, he got accepted to one of the top engineering schools in in Europe, in France. He arrived in Paris, you know, then, you know, like that. I mean, already had the green card and everything. Well, uh, I would say green card, but already had the visa, I, I think. And then eventually got the green card and worked his way up to being a French citizen. And the problem is also in France, okay? So I would, t I would ask my dad, how the hell are you not more pissed off than me? You came to France, dad, all by yourself. You worked your butt off to get that green card. You worked your butt off, you know, to make it through school, paying for your books, everything, you know, working jobs and going to school, because eventually becoming a French citizen to earn everything you had. But nowadays, people come in illegally. They mm -hmm. do not work. They steal wages and money like that from homeless. Okay, in this country, they'd rather they'd rather ignore homeless veterans. They've even kicked homeless veterans out of hotels to put illegal immigrants there. That there right there is one of the most disgusting things ever. And AOC thinks that it's okay. And I am sure that she laughs her ass off every time she sees that if almost veterans on the program or kicked out. And we've said it on the program, AOC is a deliberate epitome of pure anti-American communism evil. But the bottom Doesn't line is, I, I asked my dad, how the hell are you not more pissed off than me? Because you came in, you had nothing, you were by yourself, you worked your ass off for everything. And nowadays people are just coming illegally. It's all handed to them like that. I don't get it. And I, I've spoken to immigrants in this country, too, that I know they've, they've, they, they've been working hard. I'm like, how are you not more pissed off than this than me? You should be. They just – they not only spat in your face, they fucking punched you in the face and urinated on you by giving – by people – letting people come in here illegally and giving them everything that you've spent at least a decade working hard for. Well, I find it pretty unfair that – Of course, we're, I'm evil just you know for speaking the damn truth. It's weird to me that I can go to a college down the street from me and I can fill out on a piece of paper that I'm a minority. And as long as I can prove it, I can get like some tuition paid for and this and that. And I just find that to be unfair because that's not the same way for the white kids that are trying to go there. And of course, people, now they're, they're canceling all that student debt. Here's the deal. If you take out the loan, whatever, here's the deal. You fucking pay it back. Right, like, why do I have to pay for why? Yeah, being why the hell should I have to pay for somebody's education? Okay, right. when I'm already struggling, making ends meet myself, and I'm sure that all of us, you know, you, you gentlemen as well. I mean, Tony, you, you're a father of how many now? Three. Yeah. And Austin has his own, you know, has his own business, and you know, like that. So, and we have to fucking pay like that. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather basically be giving money to homeless veterans, people who fought for our country, went overseas, saw God knows what. And we all know how psychologically it affected them. They come back to this country and they are just tossed out like common trash. They end up on the street and the government does not do anything about it. And in fact, they want to take care of illegal immigrants over our, or the, over our, our homeless veterans. And a lot of times, what, homeless, what do veterans do because of, the, because of the trauma that they suffer? Right. They yeah. end up, dude, oh, there's like so many. So working downtown in like Denver, I've seen so many homeless veterans, like real veterans too. Some of them pretty young, and it's like, what I'm, I'm kind of losing my mind, guys. I'm sorry. But no, you're, you're th good. this is just, you, you, you see, as a proud American, all these problems right there, and that we're depicted as evil, racist people for pointing out the problems. Here's the deal. Here, here, and, and they want to censor us. It's funny, though. It's always the white liberals that get mad 
when minorities speak up. That's why I always say, like, dude, to any minority that is, like, hard set on your democratic views, take a look at the people that are speaking for you, and that should say something. That's a big reason why I wasn't Democrat anymore. That's why I was like, I'm walking away from that because there's... The part about the illegal immigrants committing crimes, look at New York, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. New York is a huge problem with that. And again, they refuse to say that we got an issue. I'm not going to name it. Well, of course the the Biden administration lets them in because they need more votes, right? Well, that's why. I've tried to explain that to people. They're like, why is it such a big deal if um, immigrants have a voter ID. And I was like, well, because here's the thing. Most of the time, they don't actually understand what they're voting for because they're already trying to learn our country, our language or whatever. They're trying to figure something out. So it's easier for, yeah, and it's easier for Democrats to manipulate them and use them as votes. And there's subtle racism right there, right? But of course, oh, nobody talks about that. Using somebody that can't speak our language from another country, using them for your own freaking benefits. Austin and I actually spoke about this a long time ago, like probably the first year into our podcast where we were talking about Malcolm X and how he famously said that he was more um, concerned or he's more aware of the white liberal than he is the white conservative because the conservative will tell you to your face the problem. That's not how he worded it, but basically the liberal is the one you have to worry about because they're the ones that are hiding behind a mask. A lot of truth to that. Maybe yeah. not so much now because counterculture and all that. Like, who would have thought 20 years ago, 10 years ago, that the counterculture would shift where being rebellious was having a family, having churchgoer values. Whereas back in the day, that was like, that's for fucking chumps. Counterculture was, you know, like, fuck all that. I'm going to do what I want. Now it's, I'm going to kiss the government's ass. I'm going to be informed and kiss the news' ass. Yeah, it's like weird how that Never. Was. Never. I mean, well, everybody knows the story the about I, that, the that woman was in my car when I was doing Ubering. She asked, she, she told me to put on a mask and she says, well, the president says you have to. And I say, he's not my president. Well, I, well, I say, well, he's not my boss. And she literally arrogantly says, he is your president, which I said, he's not my fucking president. Yeah, dude. There's and, and I said, no, I will not wear a fucking face diaper. If you have a problem with it, why don't you just fuck off? She's like, I she's have like, plenty she, of those. She goes actually. like, young man, we are in a freaking pandemic. Like, I don't give a damn. I am not afraid of no fucking Chinese biological weapon. Well, and the fact that we all have to pretend like we follow the same thing is weird as shit. That goes for a left or right. This we're about to, hit, we're about to hit the four year anniversary for when the shit hit the fan. I know. We'll see how but, it goes. It might keep going. No, well, the pandemic ended May of last year. Well, well I guess what you're trying to say is God knows what they're going to come up with next, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, there's all these rumors floating around that they're going to do another lockdown or something, which... I will not cooperate. Well, doesn't, like, here's the thing. I've always said the, the first time we did that, that was basically a free trial to socialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did say that, yeah. Because that's how it felt. And if it was so successful like they think it is, I'll probably do it again. And what better way to say you're getting it other than, oh, you need to stay inside. Because people will buy into that shit. We will not cooperate. Uh, No fucking way. I'm not going to lie, dude. When that whole shit was going down, I would go to the store just to get out of the house. I would walk around and wait for a cop to stop me and be like, hey, you need to go back inside. And I'd speak to him in German just to be a smart ass. I'm like, (laughs) but fucking we're getting off topic. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we started about the 
the the nursing student. I mean, this this whole thing just bled out because it's it's all these issues going. But uh, well, but, yeah, but I mentioned like you know, this particular man that murdered murdered this nursing student. He has a history, and he shouldn't have been in this country to begin with. But yeah, that's a history again, of violence. It's a problem all over the country because they're illegal immigrants just causing you know causing you know a lot a lot of those issues and. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, it bothers me when people say that student was killed. Get it right. She was murdered. She was murdered. Right. But that's that's the new norm. Uh, it goes back to what I was saying about conditioning people. People think it's normal to accept that she was murdered, especially because she was white and that we need to be respectful to immigrants or whatever. That's that's the new fucking norm, dude. That's how far we're so far gone that and I, I bring this up all the time. We're like that close from pedophilia being legalized because I could spot this shit years ago when they were talking about legalizing gay marriage. Not to say that gay marriage would start it, but I looked at it like, well, here's the thing. We're getting we just want to be accepted, right? Then it's we want to get married. So we got those things down. But what comes next? My next thought was now we want to be forced or we want to force you to serve us and this and that, even if it goes against your religion. Which is also pretty fucked up. And then after that, it's we want to. Yeah, now and and now it's on your kids. And now it's boys. It's no, it was. I want to be able to marry a boy, or I want to date a boy. Okay, I want to marry a boy. Okay, boys don't fucking exist. Boys and girls are interchangeable. No, there's no boys. There's no girls. I want to be able to date a, a fucking frying pan. Right, dude. Like, I knew from the beginning of the fucking time, dude, that, like, and again, it's not to shit on gay people with gay marriage. Like, I think that's an okay thing. Like, I really don't have any problem with it because my thing is, is I just don't give a shit. It doesn't affect me. I mean, live your life the way you choose right. to, but do not shove your views down my down our fucking throats. But that's do not where the force next us problem to wear came. freaking armbands with the freaking rainbow flag on it. That's don't tell us, don't tell in. us that if we support law enforcement that we that we're racist. Right. And that was that's what I pointed out right away. But you couldn't say those things then or now because then you're homophobic or whatever. And it's like, I'm not scared of these motherfuckers. I'm just saying that this whole we want this turns into now we want this or we want that because there's other groups of people that have been doing it since the beginning of time. We want this. We want that. And we're well past the expiration date. So and the fact that you mentioned how we are, like you said, this close from the fact that pedophilia is, is just going to is, is not like going to be stopped. I mean, I called You've said it, this dude. before. We're afraid. You see, see, Tony, that's got to concern you the most because you're a father of three. And me, as your friend, I'm concerned for you because if this happens, I'm like, because I have several friends that are fathers. I'm like, man. See, because, and I feel like if this does happen with pedophilia, us who have friends who have fathers, we got to step in and help protect the children of our friends. Because I feel like, honestly, as a friend, it's my duty as well. Well, I did put a post on Instagram. That pissed off a guy who had a psychology degree in gender affirming. And uh, because basically I put up a thing that was like, yo, I'm going to whoop your ass. In English, I'm going to whoop your ass if you go in the same place as my... Hold on one second. Work phone. Um, yeah, I'm going to whoop your ass if you go into the same bathroom that is designated for my daughter. Or if you're a woman and you go into the one where my son is, I'm going to have to whoop your ass too. I don't want to, but... Joke's on you, bitch. I identify as a woman. And then I'm going <laughs> to beat the shit out of you. But 
that pissed someone off and i was like i don't give a fuck dude i'm fine with being called hateful if it means protecting my kids because while i don't think that a lot of people are trying to like come for our kids and push it on them i do think there's a big movement that's trying to support that there's a group of people there's like i've been saying this because i have a lot of friends that either they actively study the lgbt community or they're a part of it in some way they will tell you there's a civil war right now going on in that fucking community because you got these crazy people that want to force you to say pronouns they want to make it okay for kids to see drag shows this and that but then you have the other side that's like whoa whoa my man we just met like pride for coming out and being who we are we didn't what the fuck and then that side that got all the power was like ooh, now you're being transphobic or vice versa so if they see that there's a problem in there that should only tell you it's a matter of time before that whole thing comes collapsing but i think that if we keep going the way we're going yes i do believe that at some point that will be legal and like i said i called it (laughs) hey again i hate bringing up the gay marriage thing but that's when it hit me that i was like it's going to be more than just marriage and i'm not saying that i blame that whole community because like i just said there's a disconnect between a normal side of the room and another side they just took that shit and hijacked it from themselves Similar to what happened to Black Lives Matter. It was a movement that actually meant something, and then some people hijacked it and made money off all these fucking victims. Well, it's interesting. I asked them. I'm like, okay, so the fact that every single day in cities like Chicago, Baltimore, you know, any place where there's, you know, where there's an African-American community, especially in the ghetto, the fact that they get shot and they get shot because of black-on-black crime every day, they never address it. Never. So... So really, ask them. So do they do do those minds really do like do they actually really do matter to you, or is it just it was or is it just when police gets involved? Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent when police get involved, dude. Because I mean, I'm dead serious. The fact is, in in, in cities like Chicago and Baltimore, there are African American kids that are that are shot and killed in drive by shootings or on gang violence or whatnot, and they ignore it. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's black on black crime, but the ba- the bottom line is, African American kids are dead because of violence. Because because of the soft on crime shit. Well, you guys have probably seen this meme that floated around for years. That wasn't even a meme. It was actually a real picture of a woman, uh, a black mother, holding up a sign. And it said that I should not have to worry about my son's life when he's robbing a convenience store. And it was at a protest. Yeah, it's, it's a famous. You know what, Tony? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you one better. You know that the Kansas, the mom of, of the Kansas City shooter, you know what she did? You know what the news on what she did recently? Hmm. Set up that GoFundMe and, you know, it, it, like, yeah, I'm going to stop right there because, you see, I'm, I, I'm going to get sick if I, but I, if you don't know about it, you, you should look it up. I go, what the fuck? Here's how far. If, if, if I did something like that, if I committed mass shooting, you know, like, like if, if we did, you really think our moms are going to go on the internet and ask people to, 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 to set up money to help the family? If I did something like that, I can't imagine what, how might what what what, what happened to Max? Also, if my father found out it's something like that, he'd probably just he'd he'd die of a heart attack or a stroke. I think my parents would be worried, but they'd also be like, "Well, he was kind so of a bottom, piece of shit." But the bottom anyway. line is, from what I understand, the mom of one of the Kansas City shooters, or whatever, she set up a GoFundMe and and, and like that for her son who's going through a quote tough time. What about the freaking what about the freaking people that got that got injured or the family of the one that was killed? 
They don't See, give this, a shit about they not a care in the world. Well, it all goes back to victimization culture, man. We are in victim culture from a, no other. To the point that shooters are now seen as victims rather than pieces of shit. Yeah, that's the fucking sad reality. I remember talking to an individual about this and they're like, shooters aren't cowards. They're people that suffered and they were hurt and they needed help. And I was like, fuck them. That's my opinion on it. Like, fuck them, dude. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for the bullies either because they fucking brought it on themselves. See, that's I, I always say like this. As a kid, I was badly, and I mean badly, horrifically bullied. Do you me see too, me until I gave a motherfucker a knuckle sandwich. Do you, do you <laughs> see me acting a, like a, I mean, acting like a bully towards you guys? Like I always tell people, like I don't go out and bully people. I don't go out, you know, randomly attack people because of what 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 I went through as a kid. Because what is right. it gonna what is it gonna solve? Like I always say, like if I met one of the biggest bullies right now, depending on how how he how he acts, we'll see how it goes. But let's say if I see him doing what I used to do in a restaurant, and then all of a sudden I start verbally abusing him, I even throw, I even go as far as throwing food or throwing a drink at him, and I tell him, well, he did it to me as a kid. I mean, I'm like, well, then how 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 are you so better than what, what, what he put you through? Like the bottom line is, like yeah. I mean, if yeah, but no matter what you go through as a shooter, uh, well, no matter what, like, what a shooter supposedly went through, like that. Yeah, but hear it. me out. Hear me fuck out. That. You had a dad. That's what they just so overlooked on these situations. A lot of these boys feel so much aggression, and they're raised in school and to be told like your aggression. When you feel angry and you feel aggression, like you want to fight or something, that's bad. Suppress yeah. that. Suppress it. Suppress it. Suppress it. And a lot of these kids go home and they got soy boy cucks for dads or they don't have a dad and they, go, and they are told at home, suppress it. Suppress it. It's bad. And they just bottle it up and they bottle it up until they break. And of course, they, of course, a certain side blames it on guns, but... You mentioned the whole thing about not having a dad. Isn't that something that we once heard from Barack Obama? I mentioned that a, a, a kid that without a father is very likely not to go to school or, you know, like lead to a life of crime. Larry Elder has mentioned that several times too, but. The other big thing is, it's like the one of the big, the one of the largest increasers of mass shootings in America is not guns. It's not necessarily just mental health. It is fatherlessness mm-hmm. and feminism mm-hmm. so in other words yeah, leftist ideology and when i say it's because of a gun let me okay well let me ask you let me put it like this imagine i'm visiting you guys in denver and we're at a bar and i make the dumbest mistake of drinking too much and let's say i make a, a, an even stupid mistake i throw the mug at, at your head uh, austin and and then i then i bust you open are they, are they gonna ban beer mugs I mean, they if might. London, they might. I mean, <laughs> well, I always say because of the uh, the drunk driving, the drunk driving uh, deaths, are they going to ban cars? Well, here's should, one. They should probably. I mean, I always say if they could somehow figure out like the way to build a car that can immediately detect a high volume of alcohol in the breath if the car doesn't start, then that's a different story. But I always say blaming the gun. I mean, the gun doesn't shoot by itself. Okay, and not only that. Do you really think criminals go to a gun, go to your local gun store and buy a gun? 
No, it's called the black market. So, well, that's the thing I've been saying this about, like the whole gun control argument that the problem with it is that it makes the assumption that criminals are going to follow the law. That's where I'm like, people that are anti-gun, I'm like, are you not thinking about that shit? And they're like, well, if there's no guns for them to get, I'm like, how do you think a lot of people get guns these days? It's not as easy as they think. It really isn't. There's a lot of restrictions, too, because I've fucking tried it myself. And I was like, son of a bitch. It was just so fucking much, dude, that I just, like, I gave up for a while. I was like, no. No, no, I will say, I mean, as far as an AR-15 goes, uh, you shouldn't own one unless you know how to use it. But I would say, well, if you're a police officer, if you're in the military, it makes more sense because at least you have training in it, like... I shouldn't just go to a store and buy an AR-15 just because I want one. Like, I should know how to use it first. And I got to see if I'm mentally able to, you know, like that. But, but again. Have you shot one what, before? But, 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 I'm sorry? Have you shot one before? No, I have not. Dude, they're so fun. They are. I would imagine so, but I've never actually shot one myself. Or if I have, it's been a long time. But, you know, I, like I say, criminals don't go to your local gun store. It's called the black market, and the black market doesn't give a damn. As long as you have the money to pay for it, they don't care. It's it's about the profits. And when people don't and understand, course, you know, like... If you go to the gun store, the guns can be traced. I mean, you would think a criminal... Well, there are dumb criminals out there that buy guns that can be traced because they don't know. But again, mm-hmm. yeah, like... Because well, I always say, the moment you ban law-abiding citizens from having the right to own a weapon... Crime is going to increase by at least 800%. And here's the, something to think about, too. Anytime someone brings up the gun argument about like active shooters, they're like, well, they were able to get a gun and they had issues because they were on an FBI watch list, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like the FBI sucks at doing their job. What right? does the gun have to do with that? It sounds like the most shadiest organization besides the CIA is the fucking problem. But yeah, it's like... And the thing is, like, name me a single law that you could have passed that would have stopped this. Yes, bingo, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, or, like, the whole signs out front of a school, oh, this is a gun-free zone. Like, okay, I used to piss on those. Because we had signs like that at my school, believe it or not. Well, I mean, in, in your case, I mean, it's, it's Colorado, so it, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, and it was weird, too, because I had... Let's see, I graduated in 2012. So, like, right around the time I graduated, they were phasing out. A lot of schools were phasing out metal detectors because of how it looked. And I was like, dude, I understand that, like, metal detectors is a you-go-to-a-ghetto school. But I don't know, man. That sounds like a you-go-to-a-safe school, in my opinion. Like, I always say, dude, like a lot of people like me say is, how can we protect our money with guns but not our children? Like and the, at, at the end, at the end of the day, you know, like if if I had a great living and I had a wife and two kids, uh, yeah, I'm gonna purchase weapons to protect them because, well, but, but, and then of course those anti-police people say, well, you can just call the police. I'm like, okay, and by the time they get there, God knows what would happen. At the end of the day, I don't see it as outshining the police. I see them as working with the police because if somebody breaks in my house. While they get there, I can appreh- I can possibly apprehend the suspect, you know, and detain him until they get there. So at the end of the day, I see it as working with the law enforcement. But like, I'm like, the, okay, you have the right to bear arms. You have yeah. the right to defend yourself and defend your family. And quite frankly, it's come to the point where we're going to defend we're going to defend our country because our government sure as hell isn't doing it. I do see us breaking out into a civil war 
And I think what could start it is definitely guns. I think That's... we're already kind of in it, but I, we're just, I, 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 I think we're not really in a stage to where it, it goes into a full scale civil war. Yeah, it we're could, in like what they would could, call a I, cold war. I think, honestly, it could happen anytime between the four year anniversary of the you know what with the, you know, the Chinese biological weapon and the, and the results of the election. I feel like it's going to happen sometime between there or it might happen, ha- might happen right, right after the election. I think it's going to happen around the time that we have fully adopted socialism as our new economic system and you have a bunch of people that are in uproar. And then that's when missiles drop or whatever, however you I want to say stand, it starts. And I will not stand for socialism. I mean, as I've said to you many times and through, through uh, messages, well, Tony, as I've said before, welcome to the socialist communist states of America. Don't we have more people in this country than we do military men? Because you always hear the famous argument is like, oh, you and your one gun against the military. Like, I'm pretty sure there's more people than the military. That's not a good thing, though, because you get enough people that run around and act fucking retarded. I mean, there's as far as the you know, a friend of mine believes that the military is going to be split because going to be there's going to be some servicemen on one side and some on the yep. other. I think I mean, the military. That, I mean, that's how it was in the, in the previous civil war: the Confederates versus the Union. Oh yeah, dude. That's because I can see it like that. I know a lot of active duty or veterans that are very pro-gun or very anti-gun. So then it's like, yeah, there could be a discourse I mean, there. The area of Dallas Fort Worth that I live in is a very, very conservative area. So if something like that happens, and I know and I know some guys who always came to my work, and since I'll be visiting my work uh as a customer, I mean, if something happens, I will know where to go. And I I will I mean I always say look I might not be I might not be proficient with a weapon, but you know what with the situation going on, it's not gonna take me any time to learn it. So well, here's here's a fun like, little so whatever fact. whatever weapon you got, let's see it. Let me hand it over. Well, here's a fun little fact for all the active shooter nonsense arguments out there. One thing I like to tell people all the time is, you know, a person that has a gun and knows how to use it and is not an evil person can definitely stop active shootings. But what I always hear from the other side of the room is that actually isn't the case. There's been statistics that show, and I have to tell them, at actually, you're wrong. Those statistics you're looking at are based on what's been reported by media, by establishments that want to make it a big deal. Because anytime you hear about someone that's off of an active shooter, you don't hear about it. Like you hear about it through a small news outlet and nothing happens. That's why they don't, it doesn't fit the agenda. So that's why if you do research and it says that people with a gun don't actually stop it, like ah, they do actually, it's just not, again, it's not as reported. Those, those places where people get a lot of their sources from, a lot of them are pretty much rigged. They really, a lot of them are rigged to fit a narrative. And I will say that the Uvalde shooting in Texas back in 2022 was a horrible, and I mean a horrible tragedy. And I would imagine in Colorado they showed the news when the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, was having that conference, and then his opponent in that in that election just basically got up, and then yeah, of course, in a desperate act for attention, an idiot by the name of Beto O'Rourke kind of like you know crashed the whole thing, and of course it was a it was it was an act of uh, an act of desperation for attention because he was already losing that election. So, you know, and I would say O'Rourke made that particular son to make it about himself. He didn't make it. He, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. You know, for the for the victims' families or for the children that died. He did it as a desperate act of attention. Because right. you notice when he was doing that, the governor of Texas didn't say anything. They even look at him. So, so because Abbott knew what O'Rourke was doing, and of course you, you see Ted Cruz was a lifelong opponent. Well. 
should say lifelong opponent of O'Rourke, but they they have history. Tell him, you know, sit down, and then yeah. Lieutenant Governor tells him you're an embarrassment, and then the mayor of Uvalde, you know, starts shouting at O'Rourke. So, I mean, I'm sure you saw the video. Beto is an interesting individual. He's you know, a speaking, really scrawny fact, guy. I should, even, I should even call him Beto because it's not even his name. His name's Robert Francis O'Rourke. Yeah, he's a... He's a... I laugh at these politicians that get on stage and say shit like, we're coming for your guns. Like, A lot of people... I've spoken no, to many not. idiots of El Paso of Hispanic descent, and they don't like him. They hate him. They call him a yeah. hypocrite because of the well, stuff he did when he was part of, the, I believe, the city council. Yeah. Most I mean, it doesn't surprise me that people from his from the from the city of El Paso, because that's his hometown. A lot of people there don't even like him. And yeah, of course, you, you want to tell people you're going to take away your guns. Well, that's the easy way to get hated, especially in Texas. Oh yeah, that's. I think a lot of them do take hot seats immediately just because they know there's one side of the room that'll vote for them versus the other. Because I view wrestling kind of how I or I view politics kind of how I view wrestling, right? Like you want to be loved or hated, not in the middle, because then you're not going to go anywhere, right? Just and, like wrestling. And not only that, but you know, uh, the, the fact that the, with the with the open issue, uh, the open border issue. I mean, it's not just illegal immigrants coming in. It's a, it's like you know, guns that are more dangerous than assault rifles. Assault rifles are not the only dangerous weapons out there. I mean, we're talking like machine guns. We're talking about Semtex, you know, whatever, all these things. Fucking uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl, which has taken a lot of lives, more lives than guns. But of course, they don't talk about that, do they? They just insist. No. They just insist the border is secure, and that guns well, are the problem. And I used to love how people would blame Trump for it, dude. And then they did research and realized that shit went all the way back to like Obama, even before him. Well, you meant like. Okay, let's go back to the mayor of Athens, Georgia. Didn't <laughs> Austin mention that he blamed this on Donald Trump? That the mayor. May blame this on Trump, or at least try to. The immigration thing. Yeah, he said that. The, yeah, they said the reason why, the reason why she was assaulted because Donald Trump was using inflammatory rhetoric or whatever. How stupid and utterly arrogant do you have to be to say that? Okay, here's the deal: when this, when, when this guy uh, Ibarra, Jose Ibarra, came into this country illegally, who was in office? Not Trump. And of course, they, they, he was briefly like, like that. You know, he could have been immediately sent back from El Paso. Instead, he was sent to New York, where he committed uh, committed something like a child endangerment. Because I think, uh, I mean, I don't know what he did, but it, it was like, something with child endangerment. And then, of course, uh, in Georgia, was you know sh allegedly shoplifted with his brother, and then received the citation, and fa and then I think there was a warrant because again he failed to appear at the court appearance. So he basically, had, hey, he was beyond three strikes, you're out, and he was still here. At this point. Here's the deal. You got to throw him in prison. Yeah. And of course, you know, and we mentioned that Venezuela, they will not take back immigrants that fled their country. Well, it's funny. Venezuela used to be a beautiful place until something happened to it. It seems to me that every single country that kind of goes through this is a beautiful country. I mean, I've seen pictures of Cuba. Cuba is pretty. Canada is beautiful. I mean, I love Canada. But of course, like us, they have obviously, you know, a dictator who, of course, his daddy, you know, his daddy like like him as well but bottom line is beautiful countries suffer i mean look at brazil you know, you know austin knows a cuban now, woman north, now as far as north korea goes i mean I, I don't know how north korea looked like back when it was still korea but i mean i will say the way best way to describe north korea is literally like this a closed door because they're just sealed away and like a, a lot of people in north korea from what i said don't know that, th that there's 
that there's other countries. They feel like this is the only country. Like, yeah, a lot of them are told that they're... North Korea is basically sealed away. Yeah, they're in their own world, dude. I watched the they're documentary They're in their own world, and... Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I've listened to people that are survivors of North Korea that, like, tell you about how all their news, all that shit is fixed, just like us, except for theirs is, like, that's what they get. They're not allowed to question it. They can't go do research on it. They have Wi-Fi, but it's not like ours. Everything that they watch, do, eat think that it's all programmed for them and there's communism right there so when people say that they insist that we have a great government that the u.s cut the usa is doing fine i'm like you know what if you like it so much why don't you go live in north korea why don't you go live in china oh yeah just like before we close this up here's another thing it goes right back to the gas scenario dude i would bitch for days about it and i remember like my daughter's dance instructor having the fucking audacity to be like Ugh, like it's that big a deal it's literally just a couple dollars there are people in ukraine right now that need us and i was just like bitch here's the thing me bitching about it is justified because this is not normal you are not supposed to think paying that much for gas is normal like do you not understand that and that's most of these people dude they things like that they don't understand that the way they're thinking is not normal they are not supposed to think like that it's not just gas though. i mean it's okay. Could you imagine immigration? There we go. Another immigration one. and groceries. Imagine at once upon a time, fifty dollars worth of groceries was to last you two weeks. Nowadays, fifty dollars like is like what three to five items. Like imagine getting say, two yeah, bottles dude. of soda, two bottles of soda, you know, box of cookies and some bread and whatever. That's all. There you go, right there. You see? Oh, I do. And I always say, once upon a time, you could work for a phone company. You could still get a mortgage and be able to get a decent apartment and, and and afford everything and still have money left over. Nowadays, two jobs is probably not even is barely even enough for one fucking apartment. Oh, it's it's basically not, man. Like, see, I, and sometimes I, I tell myself, money, I think you know, enough. I have to say I've got issues. I'm like, you know, I then I think then I think of you, Tony. I'm like, Tony is a father of three, you know, and he just had a son, you know, and there was, and I imagine you know everything going on, so. It makes me think of others that are going through situations as well. Yeah. So, especially a fellow patriot. You know, and, and, and I, I, swear, I swear to God, when, you know, I, I, I can't keep, I can't help it but bring it up the fact that when I was in California, when Californians said, and, I, and I've said it so many times on this show, but I just can't help it. You guys need a governor like our Gavin Newsom. And they did say no. our Gavin Newsom. I'm like, like, no. No, we do not want to. Who's the fucking? Oh, what's his name? Oh, me there. You... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tony here. Just wanted to let you know that unfortunately, due to technical errors, this episode did get cut short. However, as you can see, it was going nowhere except for, for fun. I mean, we we debate, we talk, we have fun all the time, but. Sounds like we are saying things that you probably haven't, you've probably heard before. So it's nothing new, but we appreciate you for tuning in and we apologize for this inconvenience. But if you like what you heard here and you want to check out more, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube, Rumble, and pretty soon, thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Until then, look for us on Instagram. That's at thegreatgirthpodcast, same as YouTube. And thanks again, guys, for listening.